0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies broadcast. It's season four, it's episode 26. My name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined by a man now dreaming of the ultimate Premier League survival story, Mr. Joe Massey, West correspondent, Express and Star. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, mate. I'm good, thank you. Well, a bit, a bit, um, what's the word, like, bit, what's the word? I can't think of the word now. I was going to say this too and I've completely forgotten.
0: good?
1: When you go on a high and low of emotions, what's that? What do you call it?
0: A roller coaster of emotions? Roller
1: coaster, roller a bit, bit bit, like career high, career low this morning for me. Really? Yeah, being back talking to you, to be honest.
0: Oh, that's a high, yeah?
1: No, man. <laughs> what? I was, I was on a Totally Football show this morning. Was you? James Richardson now, mate. Now, he is a host.
0: Oh, he mate. He I mean, is a host. I taught him everything he knows. Can
1: you remember him on Gazzetta Football Italia? Uh yeah, Cappuccino, nice bit of pudding, maybe an ice cream as well, some newspapers to flick through. Oh, wow, I was talking to him and I was thinking, wow, this is the way hosting
0: should be done. And and now you're here.
1: And then here I am, back with you.
0: I mean, you kept that quiet, mate.
1: I did keep it quiet, didn't you I? You did
0: the exact opposite <laughs> of me. The moment I find out I'm on any kind of TV oh show or my channel, God. it's, it's <laughs> All everywhere. over your
1: Twitter, and, Twitter and Facebook and wherever else you can put it, isn't it?
0: First thing, mate, LinkedIn. got a picture stuck it on there self-promotion mate you can't beat it sometimes
1: Uh, I like you love a bit of self-promotion don't you so the way I see it James Richardson he he wanted an Albion view he came to a serious journalist I know match of the day and Premier League productions came (laughs) to you but they obviously want the more the fan outlook don't they whereas I feel like he's sophisticated isn't he James Richardson He's, he's come to me he's come to me I'm pleased about that I loved him growing up. That's why I'm buzzing. I have been on his show before, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I couldn't turn him down, really. It was, I, think he, I think he's really good.
0: Bigger fanboy moment with him or Gareth Southgate? Because we all know you've spoken to Gareth.
1: Oh, no. Gareth Southgate was my favourite moment. Favourite, My two favourite interviewees are Gareth Southgate and Anthony Joshua.
0: Oh, and AJ.
1: Yeah, they're the two biggest. I actually got those stories framed in my kitchen. I don't know why I'm telling you this. We've gone off on a tangent. We've started this podcast twenty minutes later than I was hoping because we've just spent the last fifteen minutes talking about football off air. And now yeah. I'm telling you what pictures I've got hanging in my kitchen. But there we go. The I don't know if is. I
0: don't know if I've told this story before. I've got a mate of mine who um I won't name names. His uh one of one of um, his ex girlfriends, her ex boyfriend was AJ. Hang
1: on. So one of your friends...
0: Yeah, who has, is obviously no longer with this girl. His ex-girlfriend, before he and her were boyfriend and girlfriend, she went out with AJ. No way. Can you imagine trying to follow that up?
1: How do you follow that up? That's impossible.
0: I mean, he's like six <laughs> foot six, built like a... I mean, he's he's a heavyweight tank. champion
1: of the world, isn't
0: he? I mean, yeah, ultimate celebrity status. And then... Uh, with a lad from from Birmingham, <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. I'll tell you what, you wouldn't if 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 he came back and said, "Oh, I, I want to patch things up," would you? Would you? Would you stand in his way? <laughs> no. We, You'd pack right, a bag I mean,
1: for it, wouldn't he? You? You just pack the bag.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just move straight out. I'll just move straight out. Um, but yeah, I didn't know whether you knew that, but clearly, clearly not. Um, are, are you enjoying the the loosening of restrictions?
1: Um, yeah, It hasn't really sort of uh, taken hold for me yet. Really, we did go out. We did go to a, like a place, like um, at the weekend, just like a walk, like a place, like National Trust place. Um, like we oh, joined nice. them. Um, so we could get like, a family day out. But other than that, I've just I'm not really like had a chance to go anywhere really. Because Monday was the game, wasn't it? Tuesday, yesterday, I was busy. Yeah. Working and today I'm working again. So I've not really noticed it yet. Um But I know that everyone's saying that like all the shops are rammed and stuff, aren't they? So I mean not in any rush really, but what about you? Have you been uh Oh you've been to the gym, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I mean we talked about this off air and I did I did tweet about it yesterday. Um second day at the gym and I've hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 pulled a muscle in my back and oh mate, getting from like a sitting position to a standing one. Oh my god, it's grim you're in agony i mean i was uh, like i said to you off air i was considering calling in sick but i couldn't get away with the, <laughs> the fact that i I do my work from the room next to my bedroom yeah it'd be you pretty did. spectacular i mean that'd be a new low for me let's be honest
1: yeah i mean also with the amount of annual leave you have off the last thing you need is another break isn't it so please travel <laughs> your mate please get your trooper in on
0: uh, someone replied to me. Bless him. I can't remember exactly who uh, who tweeted me saying this was all, this was all an excuse to get more time off.
2: Yeah.
0: Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no comment to that one. No comment.
1: Don't need uh, excuses when you're doing what you're doing. You've got a direct line upstairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero comment. Uh, so I'm down in the dumps a little bit. I tell you what. I tell you who aren't West Bromwich Albion. Uh, just coming back off a three-nil slapping at Southampton, and I tell you what. It was a slap in. We talked about this in the video, but my word, what a performance! And what a way to follow up the Chelsea game.
1: Yeah, back to back wins, um, sensational performance. I mean, I, I, what can you say in terms if you are rating the players? I don't tend to do player ratings after a midweek game, but or, or only do them for the weekend games. But I mean, there wasn't a player that was below eight, was there?
0: I was just saying that. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't think of anyone below an eight. I mean, the one thing, the one thing you would say maybe. Before the penalty, maybe Sam Johnson because he's had next to nothing to do. But then yeah. he goes and pulls off a penalty save as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it was 8 and nines all over the park. Absolutely sensational performance. Albion in a four-two-three-one, and obviously it was a late call by Allardyce. He said before he wasn't sure if he was going to stick with the back three at Chelsea or whether he was going to go with the four-two-three-one. He went with the four-two-three-one, which was absolutely the right call. He had to get Callum Robinson in the team, um, and. Do you know what? It was like, it was absolutely a remarkable game of football. I mean, the first, I think there was something like 11 chances in the first 30 minutes. Mm. Um, of which like nine of them were for Albion or something. I mean, they were just, they peppered Southampton basically from the first whistle to the last. Um, they were so good in that first half. They, I mean, look, we all know they should be ahead. They should have been ahead when and by the Agnes scored. Um, we can get into VAR. There's not really any point, really. Even you, even you realize now, it's absolutely useless.
0: Yeah. Um, did, you, did you see him by Deanya's, uh Instagram post? I saw, I saw a picture of it online. He, he used some pretty um, strong language to describe it.
1: Did he? No, I've not seen that. I'm not on Instagram. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, but, apparently. I, well, I, to be honest, I've not checked his actual Instagram myself. I saw a tweet showing a picture from what was apparently his his account, essentially telling VAR to f off.
1: Well, understandable. I think we all feel that way. So. But yeah, absolutely. I would say, look, Chelsea's always going to be the best performance of the season, you'd imagine. Hmm. Um, I would say the Southampton performance was potentially more complete. Although that is that is difficult to say because after that, I don't think Chelsea really created too much after they went down to 10 men. Kurt Zouma did have a chance, but... Albion did keep him at bay relatively comfortably, I think. So it's hmm. two very, very complete performances, we have to say. Um, the Southampton game, I spoke to you about this just a minute ago, actually, but I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before but uh, in the video or not, but we had the pre-match press conference last Thursday for Southampton. And Allardyce was very, very bullish, you know. Hmm. It, he said something, he was just talking about the game and that, and then he sort of finished. I can't remember exactly. I haven't got the quotes in front of me. But he sort of ended what he was saying was, like, "I, I expect us to win." He he he. Genuine. And and I was looking. I was, I was listening back to it and looking back on those comments, and I thought he thinks we he thinks we're winning on Monday. Mm-hmm. Allardyce. He is he is confident. Allardyce is confident going into this game. And then lo and behold, I mean, Albion could have been four or five up at half time.
0: I mean, Express and or former Express and Star reporter Tom Leach, who now covers Southampton. I think he summed it up perfectly after about fifteen minutes. You just said, "This is bullying," and it was.
1: Um, they were. I mean, they they outclassed Southampton. We said on the video, didn't we? I mean, look. I've we've had a bit. I've had a bit of a strange perception of Southampton all season because they were so good at Saint Mary's against us. Um, they ripped us apart that day. Um, so to beat them. An aggregate score over the season, you would never ever would have imagined it when you when we left St. Mary's that day. Southampton looked head and shoulders above us, they looked miles mm. ahead of us that day. So to think now it was Albion dishing out the bullion, if you like, um, it was absolutely phenomenal, all over the park. We've already said it, but look, Darnell Furlong at right back was absolutely outstanding. Carl yeah. Bartley was immense at centre back, Ainsley maitland Niles had his best game in an Albion shirt, he was absolutely fantastic. You could lose brilliant every week. Pereira dazzled. Um, Callum Robinson got his goal. Matt Phillips, I mean, wow. Um, probably it turned it
0: around, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, I'm probably Matt Phillips' biggest critic at times. Um, like, I don't like being critical of players. Probably Matt Phillips has received more criticism from me than, I, than any other player, really. But he has been sensational. Uh, absolutely sensational. I mean, and by the anger. Look, I know he missed... Well, he did score. That was... VAR was a joke. Yeah. I know he missed that real bad one where he went through sort of one-on-one and almost hit the corner flag. Like, he should have scored then. Yeah. But but the ball for Phillips' goal is ridiculous. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous, um, Cross. Um, he had a sensational game. All of those players had sensational games. <laughs> Albion were so superior. <laughs> they were so, so, so superior to Southampton. Um, and... Bar a, bar a 20 minute spell after half time when Southampton exerted a lot of pressure. Other than that, for 70 minutes, um, Albion were comfortably the better team, um, thoroughly mm. deserved the three points. And you just come away thinking, wow, I mean, what a job Allardyce has done, really. Like, the side is transformed and they're playing really good football. Um, really, really good football, which. Isn't something you associate with a Sam Allardyce team, rightly or wrongly? He would say wrongly. I think a lot of people who have watched the last two games would say wrongly. Um, but Albion are playing some brilliant stuff at the minute. They really are.
0: Uh, it may mean yeah, and it it's shown. I think they've scored the same number of goals over these past two games, and they did in the 12 preceding that, which is pretty crazy when you when you think about it. You touched on him, Angelino and Niles. That first half. I really wanted him to get a goal or an assist because there was there was no tangible stat to just show exactly how well he did. Genuinely, by far, the best performance we've seen from him in, in a baggy shirt and probably the best performance I've seen from him ever. I mean, I've, I've, I'm not going to say I watched him week in, week out at Arsenal, but there were some times I watched him and I thought, oh, he's okay. But, I mean, he was, he flourished in that role.
1: Yeah, I think, like I said, actually, soon after he arrived... Um... He obviously, look, it's very, very interesting the Ainsley-Maitland-Niles situation. He's made it abundantly clear he wants to be a central midfielder. That's a big call to make because there's a lot of Arsenal fans who say he would be playing for Arsenal if he was willing to stay at right back. Mm. Um, There's no doubt he'd definitely be more heavily involved at Arsenal if he was willing to play at right back, but he isn't. I think that's a big call for a player to make, I do. Mm. Um, So he's getting used to playing in central midfield. He's going to take time. It's going to take time for him to grow into that role. Because the truth is, he hasn't played the vast majority of his football there. Um, So I think he will get better. I think he has got better and better and better. I think he will continue to get better. The one thing that is missing is goals and assists. Um, Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. But um, yeah, he he was sensational. Absolutely sensational. It's interesting with him because he tends to get better in the second half. He's got such a... like such, such a battery on him, if you like. Like he just doesn't seem to like run out of energy that as everyone else gets sort of more tired, he doesn't. So mm. he becomes stronger as the game goes on. But he was fabulous from the off um, against Southampton, he really was. And also sort of had a point to prove against them because they, they really wanted him in January, um, but they wanted him as a fullback. Yeah, um, and that was another sort of another message, really, for Maitland-Niles, just to show to show everyone that he wants to be a central midfielder and why he should be a central midfielder.
0: Mm. And then Callum Robinson as well, kind of showed everyone again why he was rightly put into the starting eleven. That was a great shot. He wouldn't have seen it because it was on TV. Conor Gallagher was stripped and ready to replace Robinson, um, and then Robinson scores, and Big Sam basically sends him back to the bench. Gallagher and there's a great shot of him his face He is absolutely gutted but at the same time delighted that that (laughs) Albion has scored it is a it's a brilliant little shot but at the moment in that 4-2-3-1 you do kind of think it's either going to be Maitland-Niles or Gallagher because they're very similar players aren't they and and with Robinson in the form he is you can't drop him
1: yeah yeah absolutely well that was I asked Sam after the game, because obviously he said, was he going to go with 3-3 at the back after that successful half an hour at Chelsea? Or was he going to go 4-2-3-1? And he he, he said on the Thursday, he didn't know he was going to make a late call. Mm. Then he went 4-2-3-1. I asked him why after the game, and he said he he couldn't really leave Robinson out um, after those two goals at Stamford Bridge. He had to play him. He really likes Pereira as a 10. Allardyce does. He wanted Robinson on the left. Um, With Gallagher, it's just... The truth is, if I've said it, I, said, I think I said it on the podcast last week. If if Gallagher was contracted to Arsenal and not Chelsea, uh, and Maitland-Niles was contracted to Chelsea and not Arsenal, Gallagher would have started at Stamford Bridge. I'd imagine he'd have done just as good a job, and it would be Maitland-Niles now. He would be on the bench. It's not. Mm. It's obviously absolutely nothing. There's nothing that Gallagher can do about that, is there? It's just the way it is. Um, but I think Albion are in a strange position in the sense that they are brimming with confidence. They're absolutely brimming with confidence. But also the pressure is off, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think we all, no one truly expects Albion to stay up still. Um, that Newcastle result on Sunday has, has killed us. It, it has, really. Um, so it's going to be a miracle if Albion do stay up this season, really. Um, so it can play with this confidence they found they can play without pressure, which is huge. And Allardyce can set them up to be a little bit more cavalier in a 4-2-3-1 because the truth is they've got to win games, haven't they? They might as well go for it now. Um, There's no point. And if you've got a goal scorer, someone like Robinson, who's now in goal scoring form, you've got to play him because we really have got nothing to lose. Um, It's very, very interesting because obviously Allardyce, those first 10 games in charge were horrendous. I mean, we conceded 28 goals in 10 games. It, he had a nightmare start. Yeah. Um, and he admitted in that start, he couldn't find a system. He was struggling to settle on a the system. Then he sort of settled on the 4-3-3. Three, three, and it was from there, that gave Albion a base to move forward. But now, we know they can do 4-3-3. Three, three. We know they can do 3-5-2. We know they can do 4-2-3-1. So, hell of a lot of positives. Um a hell of a lot of positives going forward.
0: I mean, another one as well. Matez Pereira gets another goal. Uh, this little bet that we have running is, is looking like it's going to get awfully close, especially if you want to change the terms of the agreement.
1: Wow, well, it's not that I want to change the terms of the agreement. It's I feel like I've been heavily misled by you last week. What? Heavily misled. Because, hang on, what's the, what's the lad called who, who talks to us about this on Twitter? Is it Clint?
0: Clint McCormick, maybe?
1: Yeah. So... He last the the week before last he tweeted me and you I'd imagine the the goal involvements, right? Yeah. And it was something like it was very, very close. It was very, very close. And I said those figures to you on this podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you went, Oh no, that's not right and then went on transfer market and then started talking about that and very sort of calmly were like, Oh, so we're using transfer market, aren't we? And I was like, yeah. And I, you just sort of—I think you just—you led me down a path to suit your own agenda. You're—you're oh. very calm with it. You're very clever. I—I I wasn't really switched on to what you were doing. Um, because he sent me the figures, and I thought, yeah, that seems about right. I didn't check them, but then you made—you made out they were wrong. But actually, Clint was right with his original figures based on the Premier League website.
0: Yeah, based on the premier league website not on transfer market which we've which we agreed that we yeah, were running this from
1: well i think we, well no i feel very 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 misled and i think it, it, in your heart of hearts you know you've taken me that like
0: <laughs> like the, the
1: down a dark alley there
0: the one thing i will say and this is probably why some people don't use transfer market as a as a more reliable way of measuring goals and assists is if you get a penalty if you're the player fouled, you will get an assist on transfer market. However, if you were to step up and take that penalty, you surely you can't assist your own goal.
1: Yeah, but what Clemson so is doing... Th-
0: th- yeah, so what I'm saying is I kind of agree with you in this respect that it's harsh on, on West Brom and Pereira and you in this case because Pereira's won a lot of penalties this season, but he's also taken those penalties. Whereas Grealish would essentially win a penalty, but he doesn't take the penalties. So I think what we're the saying
1: midst. is that there is an element of doubt with Transfer Market, whereas what Clint was using was the official Premier League website, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, so are we switching to the official Premier League website? What, what, I'm going to be honest, mate. I'll accept it.
1: What, look, look, look let's not, don't put this decision on me. What do You, you answer in your heart of hearts. What do you think we should use? Should we use Transfer Market or should we use the official Premier League website?
0: See I know exactly what you're trying to do by putting the official <laughs> Premier League website. <laughs> Let's go with Premier League, just because otherwise it'll be one of them ones where if I win it I'll never have truly won it in your eyes.
1: Yeah, that's so true. That's um, so true. It'll all be always be caveated.
0: Exactly. And Yeah, it, you don't want just, that. It's 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 just not something that I can be dealing with for for, for future <laughs> for future reference. It'll always be brought back and it's just going be one of those things. Um and yeah so so let's just go with premier League so what is it 13 16 now i think oh that's
1: better, isn't it?
0: is it 12 sixteen i don't know we'll have to double check that but it's it's i mean it's getting tight and Grealish is still a, by all accounts a couple of weeks away which isn't brilliant um but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um is this sign regardless of what happens because so two wins on the bounce, two very very good performances on the bounce. Is this a sign that Albion should stick with Big Sam regardless of the decision of the, of what division they're in next season?
1: Well, that is the that is the big question, isn't it? Um, and I'm writing a comment piece on it for tomorrow's paper, actually. Um,
0: plug, 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 plug. self promotion, I mean, best promotion.
1: Well, I'm going to say it all there now, so you might as well not bother reading it, but. <laughs> Click, <laughs> click, click it anyway Just
0: but still by the paper believe. still by, by the, the
1: paper. paper yeah yeah still by the paper because everybody does now don't they um, yeah I, so I've been very look, I, I. we've said all along on this podcast Big Sammy is a sort of what's it? I'm struggling with my words today mate I can't look at these words they're disappearing from me still
0: the, recovering from Monday aren't you I'm
1: still recovering mate what's the Polarizer's opinion Is there we go there we are he a divisive a man, character. Yeah, he, he, he does polarise opinion. Um, that he, We have had these swings with him. We've talked about it before, where you feel after a, a good performance Salah Saladice and you feel after a bad one in Saladice out. Now.
2: Mm.
1: now, there's sort of been three things going against him, I'd say, since he took the job. One, he once said he was a Wolves fan. I don't, I don't think that's a massive issue if we're being honest. Um, but it doesn't help the situation. Two, he isn't. He does have a tag of not playing great football. Simple as that.
2: There's,
1: and he will, he will admit this himself. He will say it's wrong. But he knows he has got that tag. There is a perception that Sam Allardyce does not play good football. That's a fact. That there mm. is that perception. Not that he does play doesn't play good football, but there, that perception is certainly exists. And then the third thing is that to overcome is the dreadful start. I mean. We did get worse before we got better. 28 yeah. goals in 10 games was dreadful. Um, so those things have, have, are all the things that he's have had, have had to overcome. Now, he's overcome them. He's overcome all three. And he's overcome them, in my opinion, because of three reasons. The, the first one is the January signings. Um, we all know how good they've been and how good those players are. The second one is um, time on the training ground. Yeah. Um, He just didn't get it at the start. Um, He was appointed in December. busy, festive Christmas schedule, even busier than usual in COVID. Obviously training isn't what it was in COVID. You have to separate the groups left, right and center, and it's all very, very different. He talked about it a lot early doors. He just wasn't getting the time on the training ground he wanted with his players. He just wasn't. Now he's had that time. The third thing is fitness levels. Now, there's a lot of criticism towards the end of Bilic's reign about how fit the players were. I have to say, I don't like that. I didn't like those comments because I think it's always a bit of an easy stick to beat a previous manager with. Also, none of us watching actually know how far players cover in a game. they're wearing heart monitors, they're wearing GPS systems. The truth is we don't truly know how much ground they're covering this, that, and the other. Just by watching it on TV, by watching it in the ground, you just don't know. Really, You can see that Conor Gallagher covers a lot of ground. You can see that certain players really work hard, but you don't actually know. Mm. Um, But story going out tomorrow, plug, plug, plug again, is that he actually revealed after the Southampton game that the stats show that every player's fitness at Albion has gone up by twenty or twenty five percent over the last ten games. Yeah. So that is remarkable,
0: really. It's, it's, funnily enough this isn't the first time this has been levelled at Bill Achiever, has it? I don't no, know if
1: you No, it isn't, you're right.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you remember when Moyes came into West Ham I think there was a quote going around saying something similar about fitness of players and saying it was a very unfit squad.
1: I think it's a very common stick to beat a manager with. When, um I think you hear quite a lot of new managers say it actually, like that that needs to get them fitter.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's an easy win because I mean, when teams are losing, often fans will criticise, and it was, when they're in grounds, it's the same. Them for not working hard enough for the shirt. So I but, think it's an easy, easy win for a new manager, isn't it?
1: But there's one thing that is without doubt with Allardyce is that he is absolutely massive on stats. Yeah. Like he's he's like the pioneer for statistics in football. Really, 20 years ago, whenever he started his managerial career, he was looking at data that no other clubs were looking at. Everyone's caught up now, of course they have. But he he knows um, exactly what what these players are working um, working at. So. Saligns the signings the have been fantastic. He's got his ideas across now. They're much much fitter and look, they're playing good football. Any anyone anyone can see it. If anyone isn't entertained by the Chelsea and the Southampton games, then they're watching the wrong sport. Mm. I mean, Albion was sensational. So um he's playing good football. I think now we are at the stage where my my story tomorrow is going to be he is going he, he has made a compelling case to stay on. Yeah. Um, There has been a few reports, I think, saying that the decision has been made. Um, I just don't think that is true. Um, I asked Sam earlier this month, I don't know when it was, 10 days ago, do you want to stay? Outright, do you want to stay if Albion go down? He said, basically, if the budget is good enough to get us back at the first time of asking and that they'll sit down at the end of the season um, to make that decision. That will not have changed. Based on two games. Because as brilliant as Albion have been in the last two games, if their next three games, they lose 3 nil at Leicester, 2 nil against Villa... And get beat four 0 by Wolves. Now, I obviously, obviously, don't
0: say that Jesus.
1: We, what, what the point I make is, I don't think that would happen. That is going to happen in a million years. I really don't. I think Albion are in. Well, Albion are in every game now. Mm. But what I'm saying is, if you're Luke Dowling, if you're Ken, if you're Lai, if you whoever is on Albion's board, after these two games, you don't have to be going to Sam and saying the job's yours, the job's yours, the job's yours. If you want it, you just don't have to do it. Mm. You might as well see what happens in the next three games, two games, whatever happens, because why wouldn't you? You know as well as I do, all the good feeling that's been built up over the last two games will quickly go out the window if Albion lose the next four. Yeah. So why would Albion make assurances now? Why would they make a decision now? Why would they put something in stone now when they just don't have to? And they don't have to. Because Allardyce mm. is going, though, like, Allardyce is going to be in charge for the rest of the season. They will have that meeting at the end of the campaign. So to say anything's been decided is, I, I think, would be wrong. <clears throat> there is sort of the shadow of Chris Wilder um, hanging over the club, if you like, in, in a way where I think Wilder would want the Albion job if if he doesn't get offered a Premier League job. I'm sure Albion would be interested in him. Um, but as it stands... I think if it was me, I'd have to, you'd have to give it to Allardyce as it stands. You, ha- you have to mm-hmm. give it to Allardyce. I think he's done enough to stay on. I think he, he wants to stay on because Albion will be competitive. Uh, we'll have a competitive budget in the championship next season. Um, and I think the last thing I'll say on it is, <clears throat> if Gouch and Lie is obviously an absent, pretty much absent owner, who is anonymous, really, and who we know wants to sell the football club, However, that doesn't mean he isn't involved in the day-to-day running of the club. Not day-to-day running, because he isn't involved in the day-to-day running. We don't think there's very much... But he does He does have an input into some decisions. Now, what we know is that a couple of years ago, everyone basically on Albion's board wanted Dean Smith to be manager. Yeah. But Lie was impressed with the way Darren Moore gone about the job while interim manager and he gave him the job it was Ly's decision he was being advised by people like Mark Jenkins to go for Dean Smith he went for Darren Moore now the big 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 there's two massive pluses with Sam for me for next season one he knows the squad already yeah so I mean that knowledge is crucial um and two, are you honestly telling me, Albion won't finish top six with Sam Allardyce next season?
0: That's one. I think he'd hundred percent if he stays on and is given a, a decent budget. I'm not saying one which blows other teams out of the water, but I'd back him to go back up.
1: He, you could never say. You could never, there's no guarantees in football and you could not say Sam Mallardice would guarantee to get you back up. You just couldn't say that. You couldn't say that because the last time he was in the championship with West Ham, he didn't go up automatically. Mm. He got them up via the playoffs. So there's absolutely no guarantees, but I tell you what, it ain't far off a guarantee that he would get you in the top six. It can't be. Mm. He would keep Albion and, and, and Lie, if he's looking at that thinking, you would imagine it's the same with Wilder, really. You would imagine it's the same. Yeah. But Allardyce, he's such a safe pair of hands. I think for next season that if you were an owner, and that's the issue here, when you're a fan, you, it's not your money. If you're when you're when you're an owner, can you really look past him? Mm. I don't see how you can. Um. So for that reason, I do. I, I do think he'll be in charge next season now.
0: Yeah, I'm going down a similar train of thought to you as well. But this season's not over yet. And two wins in a bounce have got some fans dreaming. And I think it's, it's certainly kept hope alive. That's the one thing it has done. There's still an eight-point gap because of Newcastle beating Burnley. But all of a sudden... There's confidence flowing through the side, like you said. Can they actually pull that off? Can Albion pull off what would be, it really would be the greatest of all escapes, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, so they did the great escape. As you've just said, this would be the greatest escape. The only club that can do it is Albion. And the only manager that can do it is Sam Allardyce. I still don't think they're going to do it. I still think that, I still think we'll be a championship side next season. I think ev- everyone's in the same boat. That's not being critical. That's not being negative. That's just everyone. If you said to, if if you gave everyone now a hundred pounds, and you said you've got to put it on, double your money, double or quits, yes or no, or Albion staying up, everyone would put it on, no, wouldn't they?
2: Mm.
1: It's just the situation they're in, and 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 the sheer amount of ground they've got to make up. It is it is heartbreaking that. Back to back, the gap is still eight points after back to back wins. To win two games and still be eight points adrift um, is a massive kick in the teeth.
0: Because that's the thing: if Burnley beat mm. Newcastle, it'd be five points, and five points you can see, you can. I, I don't know what it is, you can see that it's just a two like it's it's doable.
1: It's that two game thing. Mm. With two games, you are in. You are in the race um but with Albion Newcastle yeah it's it's three games the goal difference has become a little bit irrelevant I know I know Albion are minus 31 and Newcastle are minus 19 but if Albion win three games and Newcastle lose them that'll go pretty quick
0: yeah that's the one thing I would say I mean and funnily enough I'm gonna do what you do now I've written a story about this (laughs) um I don't know when it's going in the paper. I don't know when it's going online yet. But it's talking about the running. You look at Newcastle's running. We've discussed this before. It is horrendous. They have got some nightmare fixtures coming up. There's no saying that they're not going to get beat 4-5-0 by some of the teams they're playing in the next couple of weeks. Two of them, and they're... I mean, them and Albion are right next to each other.
1: Well, yeah, but even if it's like... It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that dramatic, really. Because, like, say, if Albion win the next three games 2-0, and... and... Newcastle lose the next three games 2-0. That's well, a 12-goal swing, isn't it? Like,
0: and Albion would be ahead of Newcastle.
1: Then Albion would be ahead of Newcastle. So, <sighs> Sam Aladash has always said, from the moment he took charge, he, he was asked multiple times, he was asked week after week after week at the start, he was asked, how many points are you going to need to survive? And he always said 38. And I, he said, if you can get to a point a game, you survive in the Premier League. And I sort of like, and we spoke about it on this podcast... I sort of rolled my eyes, not rolled my eyes, but I was like, come on, Sam, it's not going to be that much this year. Mm. I reckon 35, I thought 35, 36, maybe we'll do it. It's not going to. He's right. It's going to be 38. Newcastle have got 32 points and still have seven games to play. They are going to pick up points. They are. So I'm not,
0: I'm not sure with their next five fixtures, mate.
1: <laughs> they... Uh, you say that, but they will, they're not gonna they're gonna get the odd draw, they might get the odd win. They're, I of
0: don't know West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. I think their best hope is against Arsenal, and even then that's not easy.
1: <sighs> it's so annoying they beat Burnley. Yes, it's but... so annoying they beat Burnley. Because Albion are gonna swallow Fulham up.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ful- Fulham—they're already in a better position than Fulham, really, because Fulham have played an extra game as well.
1: We are going to finish above Fulham. We are. Um. But that Burnley win, ah, oh, the that Burnley were as well. Burnley are rubbish. It's so annoying. It's so annoying.
0: I and mean, there's no saying that Burnley and Brighton are out of this because they're only a point ahead of Newcastle, but everyone is highlighting Newcastle as that team because of their run in.
1: I tell you what, we we're talking about it briefly, were not we? Southampton are lucky. Yeah.
0: Say so,
1: thirty-eight, thirty-eight points. If Allardyce is probably right, thirty-eight points is going to keep you up. So Palace are gone. Palace have got thirty-eight points. So they're obviously staying up. Yeah. Southampton have got thirty-six. Now they have been atrocious ever since their brilliant start. Hassan all like him, the guy's not got a plan B. He, he doesn't know what to... If his 4-2-2-2-2 two, 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 or whatever it is, isn't working, which it hasn't been working. He's been found out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hassan Hootl has been found out. That's the truth of it. I know they've had bad injuries and stuff, but Allardyce was so confident he was going to win that game, honestly. He, and now, there's obviously managers in the league just as good as Allardyce. He's been sussed. He needs a plan B. But will they get two points from seven games? They will. Yeah. So they're going to be all right. Brighton, like we talk about them every week. XG Kings, are they going to get five points from seven games? They probably are, aren't they? Yeah. Burnley, are they going to get five points from seven games? Probably are. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Newcastle, are they going to get six points from seven games?
0: And then I don't know. Al- I don't know about that. I just don't know if Newcastle are.
1: But then but then Albion to get 38 points, Albion have got a win four of their last seven and draw two of them. They you can have f- one
0: defeat. Fixtures. And now I look at it, they've got Leicester next. Obviously Leicester's a very tough game. But I think they're helped by the fact that they play in an FA Cup semi-final on the weekend. I really do. Albina have got more time to prepare for it. They'll be fresher. I think there's opportunity there. Then they've got Villa and Wolves. Two teams who I know they're both local derbies and anything can happen. But without fans, it's very different. And neither neither of those sides are are in consistent form right now. Wolves have just lost their best player to injury. They've had a nightmare with injury. Albina beat them before. I've just got a feeling... Even that Villa game, and, and and Allardyce has already spoke about that because he wanted the fixture move to this weekend because of, obviously, Leicester's FA Cup uh, success and getting to the semi-final. He's very confident about playing Villa. You just get the feeling that he's confident about that game.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because I, cause I said, did when I, when was was confident he was talking about Southampton, and then you made the point just before we were talking, just before we started recording, that you sort of picked up that air from him about Villa.
0: Yeah, it's just like, well, we'll beat Villa. Like, he said That's, it so flippantly that he's, he's that confident.
1: I don't think he said it like, we will beat Villa, but he, said he was like, he definitely, definitely wants to play them this weekend. Yeah. And he's like, we he did say, like, we beat Villa, and we're like, he did say it, I know what you mean. He did say that, sort of.
0: Like, he's yeah. not saying it's nailed on, but it, the, the chips are falling in the right way, because Grealish still isn't back fit. I'm not sure he'll be fit for the game anyway, even if, it, if it's played on the day it should be, because he's, he seems a couple of weeks away.
1: There's no doubt Allardyce believes in this side now. Um, and another big reason why I think really, as it stands, he has to get the job for next season is, I now I honestly, hand on heart, believe if if the season had started when Allardyce had arrived, they would survive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got no doubt. I genuinely think, I mean, I'm not saying they might finish 15th or something, but I, like, I think they would survive. Part of me thinks they would, would have survived if Yacuzlu... Maitland Niles and um, the anger arrived on January the 1st rather than February the 1st. Mm. Um, but, mate, this is the bottom line. Let's look. Aladdice said 38 points always keeps you up. Let's, let's work as that as a basis because I think we're going to be, it's going to be there or thereabout. It's going to be damn close to 38 points if it isn't 38 points. Mm. I think everyone listening to this podcast can take that as the best guess estimate bar you can possibly have. You're never going to know, so that's the best bar we've got, 38 points. Doesn't really matter in what order you get them. Doesn't matter if we draw at Leicester and then beat Villa and whatever. Doesn't matter how you get them. We've just got to get to 38 points. Now, can they win four and draw two of their last seven?
0: That's the question. It's tough. I mean Leicester, um it's such a tough game because they're a good side, but they're they're in a little bit of a sticky patch. FA Cup, they've had three players who have who are back in training now after breaking Covid restrictions. I think you could get a point. I'm, I'm genuinely do. Villa and Wolves, like I said, those are those are those are the big ones for me. If you can beat both of them, it's on, I think.
1: I know it sounds ridiculous, but like uh, Allardyce has got a real bee in his bonnet about this. Like he's really angry about it. But the the, fi- the scheduling of the fixtures this season, like he's really angry that um, that the Everton game was sandwiched in between that Newcastle and Brighton one. He was like, well, he basically what he called he called he said the Premier League was irresponsible, disrespectful, and he said they were like basically keeping them in the in the relegation like not helping them get out of the relegation zone, basically. He was really yeah. strong when they rearranged that game, which was fair because they should never have played that game then. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous time to play that game. He's really unhappy that the Wolves-Fulham game, was it Wolves-Fulham got, went, went to the Friday night and yeah. the Albion one went to the Monday? Yeah. He's really unhappy about that. Like, he says, if, if Albion had played on the Friday and beaten Southampton 3-0... That would have put so much pressure on Newcastle at Burnley.
0: But... I don't really buy that person. I think Newcastle were under pressure anyway. Because that's the last game for them, barring their final two fixtures. Um, which is Sheffield United and then Fulham. Which was uh, one where they needed to pick up points. I think they were under pressure anyway.
1: Yeah, that's probably... That's a fair comment. That is more than a fair comment. That, that is what Allardy said, but I agree with you, actually. That is that is fair comment. and he, And he's really, really not happy... About obviously this Villa game not going ahead of the weekend, and you can't you play teams when you played them, but I really wish it wasn't Leicester next.
0: Yeah, the bad thing about that Villa one is both managers asked for that apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah, both Dean Smith and Allardyce. Yeah,
0: and I know there's other stuff going on this weekend. I'm sure it's not easy, but without fans in grounds, you're telling me that's impossible to do. Come on,
1: ah, oh, it's ridiculous. It's absolute ridiculous. So now both, I mean, now see. Again, like now Villa play on the Wednesday against Man City. Albion play on the Thursday at Leicester. So Villa are going to have 24 hours extra to prepare for the game. Um, I don't think it makes a massive difference, really. Mm. Um, but even so, Villa and Albion. Villa are playing two games in four days. Albion are playing two games in three days.
2: Mm.
1: Neither team wants to do that when they're not playing for 10 days now. Yeah. There's just no point to it. So just crack on. Like, just crack on. Let them play this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's... you're telling me you couldn't sit that on Saturday night?
1: Yeah, yeah. So of course you could have. Of course you could have. Or 12 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Like, like, it's you could...
0: It's doable, that.
1: So doable. So doable. Um, Leicester worry me. I just think Leicester are a damn good side. Um I think Brendan Rodgers is a fantastic manager. Um, so many good players. But, like Joe Chapman from Birmingham, he said to me the other night, he was like, But it was about this time last year they imploded. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, I just wish it wasn't Leicester next. I wish it was Villa and Wolves next, I do.
0: But imagine if they go and beat Leicester, make it through on the bounce.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I don't so... care
0: about time to prepare before games. Then you want games just coming at you, I think. Then,
1: yeah, well, I think that's another issue. Yeah, now like, Albion are so full of confidence; they just want to play, don't they?
0: Yeah,
1: and and it is. They do deserve immense credit for getting that win against Southampton following that Newcastle game. but like, that is where Allardyce has got a point with that. Like,
2: yeah,
1: we're all deflated. I was I was working on Sunday, like off a shift from home and. I was sat on my computer typing stories up, and then I, I looked at Twitter for the score, and it was 1 0 Burnley. And I looked again half an hour later, and it was 2 1 Newcastle. And I was like, all right, we're done. It's a game catalyze, over. Isn't it? We're done. We're done. Um, that's that then. So like, you can understand why the players would be deflated by that. Mm. So to then go and put in that performance does take a lot of character. So it'd be nice if for once it could just be us putting the pressure on a bit and making Newcastle's players stand up and go, oh no, Albion have won. Mm. Um, but it's just everything that's gone against Albion this season, I feel like, right from the first whistle, really. So much has gone against them.
0: Yeah. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwells Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on to the next virtual information event? Visit uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or call 01902 553818. Uh, let's go on to questions. Let's go on to questions. First one comes from Clint McCormick, actually. Um, do you think there'll be more rotation this time with two games in three days after the Everton-Newcastle catastrophe? We've seen what an asset Robinson could have been, for example. Um. So those results, they lost one 0 to Everton and drew 0-0 with Newcastle.
1: Yeah, it did. It did feel a bit like they ran out of steam against Newcastle a little bit.
0: Um, I still think Newcastle played that game for a draw, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? They proper. They were boring, weren't they? Um, Do I I think there'll be more rotation? Potentially. Potentially.
0: Um, You've got three players who are kind of getting assessed as well, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I I do think they'll all be... Oh, Snodgrass is going to be a a doubt. I think Bartley and Maitland-Niles will be okay, to be honest. I mean, look, they're obviously going to... You'd be surprised... The team that started Southampton will probably start Leicester, won't it?
0: You'd think so, but you do have ready-made replacements for both those players um, in Gallagher and Ajay. Yeah,
1: and then you wonder if—I mean, Allardyce has said on record he's absolutely thrilled with Ajay Bartley and um, O'Shea. Mm. He's—he's so—he's—he's he's thrilled with all three of them. Like there isn't—it sounds crazy because Ajay's on the bench, but there isn't really a pecking order there. It's just. Who's got the shirts? Yeah. He's equally like thrilled with all of them. So you could potentially freshen it up there, um, at centre back. Look, Johnson's gonna play, the two full backs are gonna play both games. You could freshen it up um at centre back. I think if you play in four, two, three, one, which we you're gonna have to see what happens, but if you play four, two, three, one, you've got more options. You could rest Maitland Niles and bring back in Gallagher. Yeah. You could you could rest Phillips and bring in Dean Garner on the right.
0: Yeah, which is just where I'm, I'm wary to see if we'll see Dean Garner. I just think, is he, is he paid enough? Um, does, does Big Sam trust him? I suppose is the question.
1: And then I think, like Diagna will play up front, won't he? Yeah. There's, so, no, there's
0: no other option really up front. Let's be honest.
1: Um, so, will there be more rotation? I think potentially yes, but that's only because there was so little rotation last time. I mean, there was none, was there? You literally mm. went with the same team every single game. So, I think there could be. But the thing is, if you wanted to play 4 3 3, you probably wouldn't rotate, would you? No. Um, it's difficult. But I think the 4-2-3-1, he might, but then he he could spring a surprise and go 3-5-2. Yeah. Um, And that could freshen things up slightly, especially if you played 4-2-3-1, say, in the first game, bring a giant to a back three, give furlong and Townsend a bit more cover.
0: And then rest someone like Cullen Robinson.
1: Yeah, but it'd be harsh on Cullen Robinson, but... Yeah. Long way to go, isn't there, till then? Yeah, It's was. a big gig being to get through. Who knows what knocks, injuries, suspensions are big. So, it's a long way off.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Leo Watkins, assuming we're relegating, what's the future for Romain Sawyers? He's proven in the Championship, and with our three starting midfielders all leaving this summer, he could be crucial, but does Big Sam like him? It's an interesting situation, isn't it? Because Romain, obviously, was um, almost a little bit of a lightning rod when they were really doing poorly this season. He was the man getting a lot of stick. Uh, rightly or wrongly uh, I don't think he was playing particularly well but he was also being played out of position um, and yeah it's it's just it's an interesting one because he is championship proven isn't he
1: yeah and he was obviously fantastic in the championship last season for sort of two thirds of it you would say um, <clears throat> 90% past completion we've spoken about it a lot smashing bloke Romain Sawyers really thoughtful guy um, really nice guy loves playing for Albion we know it's a really interesting one of him. I'd love to see him play with Joukouzli, Um mm-hmm. With that sort of... If he were playing the 4-3-3 with Yakuzlu, Ainsley maitland or Gallagher and Sawyers. Because I think that's more... That would be fairer to him in the Premier League rather than have him sat in front of a back four, which he isn't a holding midfielder in the Premier League. He just isn't. He, he, he was all right sort of in that role in the Championship because... His passing was so good, and Albion were always the better side, really. So they were always dominating the ball. He, he was a quarterback in in the championship, wasn't he? Um, yeah. For for a side that was heavily possession based, so it worked really, really well. Whereas he isn't a defensive he isn't a defensive player, really. Um, he's a creative player, and that's why he played as a number ten for. For Walsall, like you wouldn't see many number tens converted into a hold- holding midfielders. I mean, when does that ever happen? Um, so there's no doubt about it. He's a top performer in the championship. The big thing with Soyuz at the moment is that like, he's not even in the squad. Yeah. Um, I haven't got the. I haven't got. I, I could probably get it. I I haven't got the squad in front of me for um the Southampton game on uh the other night. But do you know what? Kieran Gibbs was on the bench.
0: But, I mean, and, he's going to uh, Miami. Or, and or... you've got to
1: think, like, if Soyes isn't getting onto the bench ahead of Kieran Gibbs, and, and I know, look, I know Kieran Gibbs is a fullback and remains Soyes as a midfielder, but you can put Daro Shea to left back mm. and, and bring Sammy Ajayi that or, or that the, There are options there. Do
0: you want the bench uh, from the game?
1: I'm just going to, yeah, go on.
0: Gibbs, Robson carnu Ajay, Livermore, Dean Garner, Gallagher, Peltier, Button, Grant.
1: Um, I mean, and you got Peltier there as well. He could probably do. I mean, look, Gibbs is probably better at fullback, but he's, he's gone, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Kieran Gibbs is gone. A, he's like not played a lot of football. We know he's susceptible to injuries. If Conor Townsend does get an injury, it will be Kieran Gibbs that plays whatever games are remaining. But. His head's probably in Miami.
0: Oh yeah, he'll be looking at houses, and understandably so, he'll be looking at houses. He'll be looking at you know things he will be doing there, where he'll be, where training is, where the ground. And no one, no one will blame him. It's like when you're handing your notice at a job, you're already looking at the next one. Also,
1: he's going to join their season once the season started. Yeah. So they're going to be X amount of games into their new. He's literally going to go from one season into another. So he's going to be looking at what they're doing, what their results are, who's playing, how they're performing. His he head's in Miami, so it's not. It's a shame because I really like Romaine, but it's not a good sign for him under Allardyce, I don't think. That he wasn't on the bench on against Southampton.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but I really hope he turns it around because he's a smashing lad and a smashing player
0: yeah and, and like and like uh leo said i mean if they go down there's no hope that they're keeping any of those three players really
1: oh and there's no chance i mean i see people say it there's just no there's just no there's just no chance
0: Was saw someone uh, mention that Ainsley making and niles would tear up the championship he would but there's not a chance he plays there no he's
1: i mean he's played for england um i mean he had no short of, a, of options for other premier league moves this time around there'll be a lot of that he, he chose out because i, think I say assured him no play him in central midfield, but there's no chance. There's no chance Ainsley Maitland-Niles is going to be a championship player next season. Absolutely mm. no chance. There's absolutely no chance Conor Gallagher will be. I mean, there's reports he's going to get a shot at Chelsea, but even if they send him out on loan again, he'll go to a Palace or a Brighton or he will easily get another Premier League move. Yeah.
0: Um, Personally, I don't see him breaking through at Chelsea midfield, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, He's not the only thing is he's not gonna cause fuss, is he?
0: No. No.
1: Like he, he would he would probably take a bit part role at Chelsea next year, wouldn't he?
0: Oh yeah, because you know, say they're in all different kind of competitions and they've got a new manager there who's probably gonna take a look at him and Yeah, it'll be an interesting situation for him. I just don't I just with the quality they've got, I'm not saying that Gallagher's not a good player because he is, but there's just so many players ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I think if your if he's like your fourth choice central midfielder though you know that the manager knows he's going to get a quiet year out. He's not going to be having kicking up any fuss about his lack of playing time, is he?
0: Oh yeah, he won't be banging the door down asking him to play in Champions League semi final.
1: Um, so I think maybe we'll get a bit of a go. Going... I don't know. We'll see. But I, but I, I mean, your I've started to speak to other reporters about him now. People are starting to bring him up to me. Lately. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: he'll be. He could play. I think fifteen out of the. 20 Premier League squads I think he'd get in do you reckon, yeah yeah I'm just trying to because there are some players who you think yeah like he's not he's not better than like a Kante or a Gundogan or someone but I mean I mean and, and it sounds like I'm beating him up massively here, but he has he has impressed that much like there'll yeah. be someone in the Premier League if Albion don't stay up which it looks like they're not going to that will 100%. go 100% he's
1: not staying if they go down
0: that's it. That would be just this he's just shown far too much quality and if he was in the championship it would be it'd be a crime against Okay kushlu to be honest. Yeah, I mean he'd tear it up. Oh yeah, it'd be silly. Um All Albion fans if you were offered thirty four points as a final tally, would you take it? Absolutely not. Not enough for you.
1: I was not well, no chances like what, what I don't care if we go down on 32 points, 33 points, 34 points or 35 points really. We're, we're down, aren't we? Like, we? you can't take that. Mm. Um, I think what? everyone, everyone must believe now that Albion are going to be in every game from now to the end of the season. Then, who knows? You might fall to an, a, a narrow 1-0 defeat at Leicester. Jack Grealish might be back for Villa and you... Fall to a narrow two-one loss there. But you 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 might not get. Who knows? It's football. Anything can happen. But
0: Mm.
1: I think you'd you're down on thirty four points. If you accept thirty four points now, you're relegated.
0: Would you accept thirty six?
1: It comes back to the question earlier. Do you think Newcastle will get four points from seven games? Because they're on 32 points.
0: I'm not sure they do.
1: You have got... I mean, I'm loving this. You're making me a hell of a lot more optimistic.
0: This is my job. I'm always like this. I'm not sure they do, you know. I think if there's... I mean, the only game I see them winning is Sheffield United on 15th of May. And even then, if if there is... serious permutations riding on that game and then the Fulham one on the last day. I could see them bottling it. I really, really could.
1: You mean you obviously think Newcastle are a poor side?
0: They are. Let's just be honest, right? They've just scraped past Burnley 2-1. A game where, and I know I'm bringing up XG, they lost that game on XG against Burnley, which isn't a good look. Then you've got West Ham, who are in form of their lives. Liverpool, who have rejuvenated. You've got Arsenal, who are probably the worst of this five that they've got to play. And even then, they've got Pierre-Emerick Young, Nicola Pepe, Alexander Lacazette, Leicester and Man City. I don't see them picking up a single point out of those games. And then it's riding on those last two. And then the max they can get six points. If they draw one of them games, 33, the most they can get is 36. And I know like anything can happen. Anything can happen. You never know. West Ham, they might implode against uh, against Newcastle and get two players sent off first 20 minutes. But, I don't know. I can just see it. I can. The script is written for that to happen, I think.
1: I think Newcastle are bad, but I think they're slightly better than you uh, making them out to be. They have won eight games this season.
0: And Newcastle play Albion right now. Albion beat them.
1: No, I, I agree, I agree. But it's not about that. It's about eight
0: points difference. True. I don't know. I'm being the optimist. I can see it though. I could see it. See, if, a, if if Albion are in touch in their last two game weeks, I think Albion stay up.
1: Even though they've got Sheffield United and Fulham.
0: Genuinely think that. The the worst thing that I think can happen to Newcastle right now. Is fans coming back into ground.
1: Well, they're only going to get a game of that, aren't they?
0: They're saying they might get two. Oh, right. Can you imagine that? Newcastle <laughs> come out against Sheffield United. Worst team in the league in front of fans. The pressure that was on them already. Doubles, triples, quadruples. Even with 3,000 fans or however many thousand fans are in St. James Park. I'd imagine if Simmons they a good player though and not he? he is, but is he someone you want in a relegation scrap? They
1: pulled them through against Burnley, didn't they?
0: I I don't know, mate. I just think imagine if they lost that game to Sheffield United at home. I genuinely think I, I I could see it. I I could say this and they might go and beat West Ham and then the dream's over.
1: To Newcastle's like if we're talking about 38 points being the magic target. To Newcastle's immense credit, from 31 games, they've got 32 points. They yeah. are taking a point a game, which according to Allardyce is what you need to survive. They have done that so far. They've bettered that. So I think it's a big call for you to say they're going to lose the next 5
0: I could see it. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I could see it. I could see it. Um... Max, WBA, Max, uh, everybody seems to be in agreement that Pereira and Johnson will be given a move away regardless of where we finish. Do you think we stand any chance at holding on to either if we're successful in staying up? Uh, I think they both stay if they stay up.
1: I mean, if they stay out, I think Pereira will definitely, definitely stay.
0: You'd imagine. I just, it would take, so it, I just, I could see Johnson staying.
1: It's I think, jo- yeah, I think Johnson, yeah. I mean, there is the obviously the issue of the contract. Like he does, only have one year left, so it's you, you'd have to get him to sign a new deal, or you have to accept you're going to lose him for nothing the following year. And Albion aren't going to lose him for nothing, I don't think. So mm. I think there's more an issue with Johnson than there is with Pereira if Albion stay up. Um, but that said, I think Johnston will be very very happy to stay and being number one in the Premier League next season. So, I mean, it boosts your chances massively. I I think they're goners if we go down.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um,
1: But if we stay up, obviously, it massively increases your chances. That's Mm. the way I'll I'll say it. It massively increases your chances.
0: Yeah, Uh, a couple more because we are running out of time. Matt Hill, 82. Will Pereira overtake Grealish on goal investments uh, in the Villa Derby uh, call investment is probably not the right phrase but I'll tell you what it's getting a bit close
1: getting close isn't that
0: uh, I wouldn't fancy that um, Dan Nash do you think Colin Grant can ever become a key player for Albion or do you think he'll turn out to be a waste of money I could ask the same of Dean Garner, but we know he's a talent I think we'll see more of him next season I think if Albion go down Colin Grant will have a big role to play
1: yeah, I completely agree. There's no doubt about it. There is a player there. Um, would you sign him? Based on hindsight, no. I don't. I think even if you if Albion were relegated now, based on hindsight, you still wouldn't sign him. Mm-hmm. Even though you know um, they can do it in the championship. There is a massive issue there um, on that on that left wing, isn't there? There's no doubt about it. It's where Dean Garner played his best football for us last season. It. Robinson He can play in multiple positions, he can play as a turn, he can play on the right, he can play up front, but I think we all know in our heart of hearts he's a left winger. Yeah. Um and Colin Grant probably is, but in the championship I think he'll he will score goals centrally.
0: Yeah, I think you could get away with playing him as central striker in championship.
1: Um I don't I don't think you can in in the Premier League, if I'm being honest, now I think I think if Albion do go down, I think they'll spot buy a striker in the summer.
0: Um, yeah, someone. So if if Sam Sam Adlois is still there, someone in the mould of Daniel.
1: And I think Carlin Grant will be a very effective, like backup option. Yeah. Um, or if he wants to go two up front, he'll he'll play, um, and do well. I think he'll do well in the Championship. He'll do. Um, but there's no doubt about it at this moment in time. You wouldn't have it signed them. No. It, it hasn't
0: worked out. Could have spent the money better elsewhere.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, you could have,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, who is your favourite baggy CDM and, and whose last name begins with a Y? Um, and who's What's better? that? Uh, that, was, that was from Little Twentyfold. Who is your favourite baggy CDM whose last name begins with a Y? Pretty obvious answer, mate. Okay, Kushlu. Um, who's better, Kushlu or Prime Busquets? Um, <laughs> His name begin ends in a U. Who, who begins with a Y? Sorry, did I say oh, ends sorry. with
1: a Y? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Um, and last one uh, from Sam Sammy Cinnamon. Rank their performances this season: Neto, Pereira, and Grealish. I will tell you what, that's a that's a front three. I mean, I don't know who's playing striker, but
1: I'm really disappointed in that who has got injured.
0: Yeah, because
1: um, I like I want him to do well for Wolves, but because I I thought they wouldn't be able to keep him.
0: Oh yeah, I thought he was a goner in the summer. Six months out, Patella. He he hangs around for another season now. No one wants to play with that injury, do they? Definitely. Um, I think they've all been good. I mean, I think I think Grealish has showed that he's. I mean, he's a step above a lot of players this season when he's fit I mean the chances created but obviously I'm a bit biased yeah
1: they've all been yeah they've all been good I not they? I think if Ferrer is obviously my favourite
0: um... he's turning it on at the right time I'll give him that
1: I think if we're being honest if, if, if I told you tomorrow you're waking up to a news headline and Man City had signed one of them I think the vast majority of people would expect that to be Grealish yeah um, but fabulous footballers and, and I think Pereira is going to be really interesting from that Especially if Albion go down I think it's going to be fascinating to see Where he ends up really Because I think if he scores 10 goals this season Which I think he will He's on 8 He's on 9 all competitions But 10 Premier League goals And um, Bear in mind how bad Albion were in the first half of the campaign.
0: Yeah, that and and he's not a wing. He's, he's not a striker. He's a winger slash number ten.
1: I think if if he does get ten goals and a couple more assists, I I, I really really don't think you could have asked any more from him. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who takes a punt on him. Really,
2: yeah.
0: Imagine a 4-2-3-1, what- By the way, with those three players behind a striker. That'd be disgusting. That shouldn't be allowed.
2: It
1: would be decent. Would you have? You'd have. Would does net? That... You'd have neto on the right, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Net on the right, Grinch on, on the left, Pereira, Pereira down the middle. Yeah. I mean the striker. Oh, I mean he'd be getting service for days. Be tasty. Sure would. <laughs> right. Okay, we ran a competition last week. Uh, two programmes on offer. One. From the win at Molyneux and one from Selhurst Park, and we've got the winners.
1: Joe.
0: Oh. iTunes review winner, Mr. Tom Hunt WBA, and the Twitter winner, uh, Beaudly Baggy at Ichigo200. underscore 200. Drop me a DM, my DMs are open. I will respond to you. I will get these uh, delivered to you. I don't know if I'll be doing it in person, depends where you live. Might be posted out to you, we'll see. Um, but congratulations to you two. Make sure you get in touch with me via DM uh, and we'll organise that. Lastly, Joe, Leicester City away. Quick preview. We've kind of talked about it already. Does the FA Cup semi-final being this weekend help Albion or hurt them?
1: I think it helps Albion. Um, I think it helps them because I think Leicester will win. And I think thing that. Ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it really matters, to be honest.
0: Um, I think it helps, you know. I why think, do you think it helps? Because if they win, they'll have a little bit of a hangover. Like, let's not forget, Leicester lost in a semi-final last season. It wasn't the FA Cup; it was Carabao Cup. Um. So if they won one this year, I think they'd be they'd they'd be on a bit of a high from that, and I think it might. Uh, come back and buy them a little bit, a little bit of a hangover, but also the fact that it's, it's, there's something about those games, it's just, it just drains players. And to go through, say it goes, you know, the whole way and it's a tight game and they win, and emotionally, not only, but physically as well, very draining. And then you've got to play Albion.
1: Yeah, it will be right in your face and we'll be pressing your relent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if there's, if there's a, If there's going to be an impact from that FA Cup semi-final, I'll I'll agree with what you're saying there. That probably will be it. Um, Leicester have got so much to play for. Like, obviously, still well in the race for Champions League. Well, they're in the Champions League positions, aren't they, as it stands. They're
0: third at the moment. Lost their last two. Yeah. Admittedly to Man City and West Ham, but...
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, like, I I think they'll have enough about them to win that, get, to beat Southampton and then remain professional and focus enough to really put in a performance against Albion, if I'm honest. Um, but you never know. So what I believe is Albion now good enough to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. They, as the Chelsea game proved, if they click and they play to the... At, like, if they... Played to their absolute best. They can beat top five, top six teams, which is what they did at, did at Chelsea and it's what they can do at Leicester. And every game under Allardyce from now on, I've been going to be in it. I believe. Um, Leicester just frightened me, mate. I've got to be honest. I just think they're quality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they've lost nine games this season. Just looking at that, they've lost nine games.
0: Yeah, they're beatable
1: a lot of games to lose isn't it nine it's almost one in three it's a lot of games like there's a big gap in there between Leicester losing nine and Man City and Man United losing four big gap um yeah the beatable got some good players it, it's gonna be so long away you got another week like oh, so long away um but, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's all I can say on it, really. I don't know what else to say on it.
0: If they beat Leicester, is the ultimate escape on?
1: Well, it's going to massively depend on what Newcastle do, isn't it?
0: Newcastle lose. I've, we've been through this, they so lose the next five.
1: Oh, Well, if, if Newcastle do lose the next five, the great escape is on. The greatest escape is on. Um, But,. Yeah, I
0: just don't see it. Sorry. We'll see. I'm the optimist. Joe's the realist.
1: That's not normally like us. I'm normally the optimist. I can't believe how much faith I've got in an absolutely atrocious Newcastle side. I'm disappointed in myself.
0: I mean, it amazes me, to be honest, mate. It absolutely amazes me. Uh, Right, that just about does us. Uh, Joe, anything else to add?
1: No, mate. All good. All good. My end.
0: All right, we will. You
1: weren't James Richardson, but you were good.
0: Just about. Did I get a seven on player ratings? Yeah, six. Passable. Oh, six. Just above (laughs) average. All right, okay. From me, from Joe, a fond farewell. Goodbye.